You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Creatures Podcast. I'm Angie, and today we will be talking all about dolphin conservation. And I'm really, really excited to be talking with Dr. Pedro Fouet. He is the founder of CAUSA, which is a nonprofit environmental organization that is building bridges between community, scientists, and local authorities. And today we'll be discussing the Lahil bottlenose dolphins which were recently declared a distinct subspecies, and now there's only about 600 thought to be left in the wild. Pedro and his team are fighting to save this subspecies. And recently, Pedro and his team are the 2021 Whitley Award recipients from the Whitley Fund for Nature that is a grant-giving conservation charity that recognizes Uh, local grassroots conservation leaders, such as Pedro himself. So these are like the green Oscars and it's a really, really big deal. So I'm just really happy that Pedro is going to be here today to discuss this hopeful conservation story of the Lahil bottlenose dolphins and his work to save them. Hello, Dr. Pedro. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Nice to to talk with you and with all, all people that is involved with your podcast. Oh, I'm so excited you're joining us today from Brazil. And before we get started, I just wondered if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background. Have you always wanted to save marine mammals? <laughs> yes. Well, uh, I'm a biologist. I, I, ha- I, I had my degree in, in, bio- in biology in, in, uh, in 2014. And after that, I experienced the the master and phd so in in oceanography and biology and we have here in hirudani city we have a, a very good university that's uh, one of the about oceanography in brazil so in, the, in my, my phd i did my phd uh, half of part here in brazil and half in australia in what we call the cototel program so I have experienced a little bit uh, um, about science and conservation in Australia as well. I started uh, with dolphin conservation 20 years ago um, when I did to, to, 
to study biology. This was my my decision was because I I was dreaming to 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 be a conservationist about marine mammals. Uh, not sure, but if um, if you if you uh, take a look about the film of the Whitley Fund for Nature, that uh, it was a very very beautiful one. I'm very emotional with to be part of the of this film narrated by by this David and um, on that film I explained that I I had my first contact with this uh, with bottom dolphins the the dahil bottomless dolphins here I was 12 years old and wow. and this make makes me uh, uh, it was a trigger that that makes a connection with the wildlife uh, since uh, I was 20 years old 12 years old he, I, I like to surf and be connected with the life uh, since I was a child. So, yes, yeah, um, today I'm I'm a doctor, a PhD in oceanography biology, and I'm, I am um, totally in, um, totally involved in, in conservation. During my career, I was just uh, uh, taking taking care and 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 study study and fighting for the conservation of bottomless dolphins here and I have participated in other projects as well uh, in, in other regions of the, the, the Brazil in Antarctica in, in other countries as well a, a good experience in I mean the Brazilian Amazon with the Amazon dolphins and so yes I'm very connected with all this uh, issue against the, the bycatch and, and, and to, to protect these animals a little bit more well, yes. And I mean, from being 10 years old to having a dream to work with marine uh, mammals and becoming a doctor and a scientist and educator, and then you go even the next step further and create this nonprofit called Causa. Causa. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and what is the mission at Causa? How, how, how do you implement the work and what are your goals there? Yes, the, uh, the, the cause it's a, it's a non-profit organization and um, we, we were young when we, we started with CAUSA and the CAUSA's mission is to promote the conservation of, of biodiversity and, and, and to promote uh, and enhance the, the, all the, the Brazilian and, and, and the culture in the South towards people and to, to improve the, the, the livelihood of coastal communities. And we have been uh, working with, um, with the fish uh, around Pats Lagoon Estuary here in Southern Brazil to find a solution for the, for the bycatch of bottomless dolphins and other endangered species as well. So the CAUSA is, um, is an organization that, that looks to, um, to, to uh, to promote to promote uh, the people and the conservation together, we think that it's uh, to training provide training for for teachers to 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 make them um, with a, a, with good capabilities to to talk about the conservation of marine environment as well. So we train we are training people. We are working uh, with the fishermen. We are working with the 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 science uh, science as well with this monitoring of the wildlife. And then this is the causa. Causa is is uh, organization that's looking for the future to protect the biodiversity. 
Wow. It's just incredible. And I, I want to applaud you for the work that you're doing, and we're going to dive into it here shortly because it's just incredible. But when people tend to think of Brazil, I know I've been blessed enough to travel to Brazil one time in my life, and I'm hoping to get back. Uh, I spent time in Manaus, which is, of course, in the heart of uh, the Amazon jungle. And then I was able to be in Sao Paulo and travel south to the southern Atlantic coast. So, But a lot of people think, of course, of Brazil and the Amazon rainforest, which is very, very important. Uh, But can you give our listeners a little bit of a background of the region where you work in Brazil, and then also some characteristics of the Lahil bottlenose dolphins, uh, if you have any favorite behaviors that they do, or why should we, why should the listeners want to invest in the Lahil bottlenose dolphins? Sure. Well, well, uh, you touch, uh, we touch in some regions of Brazil, and and I think it's very important to make clear here that we are. I, I am based in the south of Brazil, and mm-hmm. in the south of in the south of Brazil, in Rio Grande City, that's uh, here in the Pats Lagoon estuary, is uh, is settled. Uh, is totally different from the Brazil that that you uh, that you visit. Right, you see on TV yeah. or visit if you're lo- if you're blessed enough to visit, right? Yeah, you we are here. We have a, a very cold winter, raining, very uh, raining and cold and wet. <laughs> we have the all the seasons well, the market very market uh, seasons of the of the year. Uh, it's not a tropical Brazil. This is the uh, I would say subtropical Brazil. We are much more not only a uh, about the, the environment, environmentally speaking, but also uh, in, in terms of culture, we are very, very uh, close to to Uruguay and Argentinians. Uh, we have the same, a lot of cultures in common. So uh, we drink mate. I'm not sure if you have experienced mate. I am a big mate fan, yes, uh, and a lot of my colleagues, um, the University of Florida, actually, we, we drink it together. A lot of them are from Brazil and Argentina, so uh, yes, I'm a I'm a very big fan. So yeah, so th- this is uh, where where I am, and uh, and the Rio Grande City, it's it's a beautiful city that have uh, the Pats Lagoon estuary uh, around the city. It's almost mm-hmm. uh, island. It's not an island, but it's almost an island. It's a peninsula, I would say, mm-hmm. and um, and this is the um, the wildest chocolate lagoon. Uh, that's the the Pats Lagoon, and the estuarine waters that they are very important for the La Hills bottlenose dolphins. That is uh, the second question that you did. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, the La Hills bottlenose dolphins. They are. Um, very very smart animals they are beautiful um they have one strict streaking uh, behavior that i think that's very important to mention is that they interact with fishermen to catch mullets and this is um a, a behavior that was that was developed uh, in uh, in the natural world nobody Nobody teach the the the, the animals uh, and the fishermen. It was just a um, just a kind of um, a natural situation that that uh, today we have the the dolphins giving uh, encircling the mullets and giving signs 
to the to the to the cast net fishermen that is just waiting the dolphins for the signal and when they just put their head outside of the water for one two in the the third time the um, the fishermen uh, the fishermen um, I'm not, not sure the 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 word the word in English but they just spread the net yeah ca cast the net cast cast mm -hmm. net and, and then the they have much more success when the dolphins are interacting with with them the fishermen then when they are just trying to fish without the 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 help of the dolphins and and this is amazing there's a, a cultural a value that should be preserved people really admire the dolphins they know each one of the dolphins that are interacting with them and of course that this is the um, the cultural value that we have from today that's a very positive feeling that people has about these animals and we have all the ecological needs and the ecological importance that uh, a top predator has in on the on this the, the environment we have less than 600 animals left uh, the distribution of the lahios botanos dolphins is very very restricted is restricted to the southern brazil to to argentina we have um, a historical decline of this uh, subspecies Argentina the, and the reason is a no why this dolphin just uh, just disappear for some regions on, on there and most um, the most part of this the, the of, of La Hills bottom dolphins are between southern Brazil and Uruguay so here we have about maybe 300 400 ants and 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 having in the Argentina another population so they are reproductively isolated the argentinian bottomless lahios dolphins from the southern brazil uruguay who have just two distinct populations and um and they are in and in, 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 in endangered and then um, if if you if you let me i will talk talk and if you have a, a question a specific question for me so oh yeah um well, Pedro, it's just incredible the picture that you're painting with the Lahil Badanos dolphins collaborative, collaboratively fishing with the local fishermen. I mean, I looked at the photos on uh, the Whitley Award website, and we'll share that with our listeners about with your story and uh, links, of course, to your organization. But the photos of these dolphins are just beautiful. It's a beautiful animal. And I, one of these days, somebody has to get a video of them performing this behavior. I'm just, I can't believe they help fishermen catch mullet. I mean, that's just, an, it's so incredible and, and unique. I mean, like you said, it's never been documented anywhere else. And they are, they are so worth saving and fighting for. And so with that being said, I wondered if you, if you could touch on some of, some of the threats that these Lahil bottles nose dolphins face, and then what your organization is doing to help uh, save them. Sure. The most acute that they are facing is the bycatch on the artisanal, uh, on the artisanal uh, nets, fishing nets. Uh, but of course, that this is not the only threat. They are 
under threat because of the pollution of the environment. They are under threat uh, about the diseases that they are facing. Bottomless dolphins has uh, a lot of Disla uh, Hills bottomless dolphins in the north of their distribution has um, a, a, a large amount of, uh, of individuals uh, with skin diseases. We really don't know exactly the extension of, uh, of these diseases and the, the, the origin, well, where they, why they, they are occurring. Um, they are under threat about the noise pollution. The noise pollution is, uh, is something that is uh, stress, can stress the, the animals and make them to move from, from one area to another area that's not so important for, for their feeding and resting and rest, for example. So, but yes, um, what we are doing now is, uh, is, is studying uh, and making some actions to, to fight against the bycatch. Because as I said uh, on the beginning, is the most acute threat that you have. The bycatch is, uh, is some, is some, and cause the decline of the of these animals of the population around the, the entire distribution. And here at Patstagun, yeah, Peter, I was reading that um, bycatch is responsible for at least forty percent of dolphin deaths in the area. Forty percent. Yes, uh, this project, the project that uh, we found for nature, is uh, uh, is starting now. In fact. Uh, the, the project started in 1974 by the university in the Oceanographic Museum here. And since 2005, the CAUSA uh, and myself started to work together with the, these organizations. And, uh, and we have a, very, a huge data set, a huge data set about dolphin mortality, dolphin surviving, reprodu reproductive rates, abundance trends. And, and, and um, mortality uh, is, is being uh, um, surveyed by, by, by the Oceanographic Museum and by CAUSA and the, the Federal University of Rio Grande. The, the data tell us that the overall mortality, from the overall mortality, 40% of this mortality is it's at the minimum. This minimum uh, rate is associated with the bycatch in artisanal fishing net. And, and this is a high uh, rate if you consider that the populations are so, so small. Oh. So in, here at Paz Lagoon Estuary, we have the largest population. And the largest population is estimated to be around 90 animals. So if you have three animals that are removed uh, by, this, by, by the fishing nets, from the population, this can cause a very, very rapid decline of the population. This is what our, uh, the, the data we have at hands is saying. We have analyzed uh, uh, some, some, um, some data on population dynamics, and, and the data show, show us that if you remove one female, mature female from the population every year, it's catastrophic for the population in the long term, or in the medium term, I would say. So uh, the bike it's a problem. It's a problem that's very hard to to fight against because, mm -hmm. of course, that we have um, people 
involved. It's I was uh, telling in another day with uh, with friends that it's much easier to work in with dolphins only, and uh, when we are facing that is involving humans, it's much hard and and it's very challenge. Complex, to work with yeah, very complex, complex very, very complex. complex. So the bycatch, yeah. the bycatch is the the, the rates of the rate of the bycatch was uh, was high. In the last uh, 20 years, there's some increase in the bycatch. And this makes the Brazilian government established a protected area around okay. the, the Patagonia estuary, mm-hmm. specifically to protect the bottomless dolphins here. But uh, what, what happened is that uh, the, the, this area is not been uh, sufficient deposit. And, uh, and we, we still having uh, some um, dolphin mortality in fishing nets. We have the fishermen's fishing uh, inside the protected area. We have the um, all the, the the people that are um, the police that is is serving the area, making uh, some arresting some people as well. And this um, and this is a complex case of conservation, I would say, and, and because we should find a solution for that. Because if the protected area is not working and is causing some problems, why the protected area is still there? So our mission now is with this the the the, the fund for nature is to move is to move uh, and, and give another direction for the conservation. It's not only science-based conservation. It's not only looking for the data. Say ah, the, the dolphins are dying, and you should uh, close the area. We have people inside. We have people that need to fish. We have uh, we have another interests, cultural interests that we should take it in, into account on the process. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna um, bring all people together. We're gonna interview the fishers to understand their needs, to understand why, 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 what they think about to not fish on that area, the economic impact on their lives, and uh, to understand. Uh, or not understand, but to listen, the, uh, the, all the knowledge that they, they have to say, what your was, uh, what's your suggestion? And can we can we find a common solution? Can we find a way to to uh, the the population of dolphins and, and you together? Maybe maybe there is a to do that, and they should listen people. At the same time, um, we're gonna listen all the public uh, power. People that are doing the rules, that are the decision making, decision makers, and to to put all these people together, because there are no communication, good communication between between the the decision makers, between the people that are the, the patrols and and the fishermen that are being affected by the implementation of a public policy, and this is something that uh, was not conducted, conducted properly. After the protected area being implemented, no social study was conducted, and we have this complex, uh, this, com- this complex um, scene here that we are just trying to to get in here and find a common solution to to protect dolphins, you know, providing greater protection for dolphins, and and provide the, the chance for the coastal communities to incre- to to increase their livelihoods here. Yeah, Pedro, I mean, it's 
been shown time and time again that for conservation, there has to be local buy-in in order for it to work. Um, the locals need to want to help and to see the benefits, mostly economic, um, economically, emotionally, things like that, in order to help save species. Um, but I know that the COVID-19, this pandemic, has impacted so many different organizations and also local people. And so I was just wondering if you could touch on on how COVID has uh, impacted your organization, but then also the local fishermen in the Patos Lagoon estuary. And yeah. how do we how do we bridge this gap? Yeah, no, the the the, the COVID the the, the 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 impact that the COVID has uh, in our organization is is fundamentally, uh, I would say, in terms of uh, of a capturing uh financial financially financially speaking that because nobody uh, well not not nobody but it was very difficult to get to apply for funding and right. um but in terms of the the the, the monitoring that you are conducting we still doing our surveys here um, oh, good respecting respecting all this uh, the covid uh, protocols mm-hmm. but we never never stop we never stop it because this will, will could could cause a very very bad noise on our data that's a long-term data set that mm-hmm. we're talking about we're talking about in more than 15 years collecting systematic data about the population of bottomless dolphins here that we know all the animals we know all the survival rates you know all the abundance we know each more the area that they are they prefer how many animals are are born in each year for new, each female dolphin. So we make uh, all the efforts that you could for to sustain this. Um, and uh, and in terms uh, of the, uh, the impact on the fisher fishermen, uh, this is something that I I really don't know about because this we lose we lose the contact with with the fishermen in the in, in the in the last year, uh, because of the COVID situation, we are not uh, interviewing people face to face or 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 having this close contact with fishermen. So now, with the the the, the weekly fund for nature, um, uh, we will uh, do the, this job again. We will reconnect with people. We will bring them together for the process, and we're gonna. I will have the the the, the exact answer for your question. Maybe in six months, that's the COVID situation has impacted this, this, the fishermen because I really don't know exactly what, what happened on their lives. Well, yes, and that's why it's so wonderful that your organization has been able to receive this uh, Whitley Fund for Nature because it comes, I would imagine, at a very critical time to help you get back out or all you've been out there, but like you said, to help you reconnect with the people, the locals that are going to help save the Lahiel's bottlenose dolphins, because if they don't have buy-in, then it's going to be tough. And so with that being said, Pedro, do you think um, with the proper amounts of education that your team is working on uh, facilitating and bridging these gaps, do you think it's, it is possible to have dolphin safe fishing or sustainable fishing in your area? 
Yes, I, uh, I, I really, I'm really positive uh, that we can do it, that we can find the solution. And uh, but the most important, uh, uh, the most important thing is to uh, is to is to to have the clear uh, definition of what sustainable is. And uh, it will depend on uh, the concept. Sustainable is uh, zero bycatch. Zero bycatch, I really think that is not attainable. Uh, it's untouchable. Okay. It's untouchable. Uh, because uh, it's a complex process. But if you have, they have uh, uh, if you reduce the number being by uh, maybe it's possible to sustain the population mm -hmm. and you and and this is what we we, we need to think about this um when we set the the, the our our end the, the aim for the to sustain a population uh over the the medium and long term so if you set oh this is a zero by catch quarter let's say uh it's very hard to say that because it's so complex it's too many people around it's you you just you can have eight percent of the of the fishery community with you but the other 20 percent maybe will not be with you you drop their nets and um and the dolphin can you can have one by catch every year but if this is sustainable is it okay that's my question, and, and I think that is a very important concept that you, we should have in mind when we are talking about conservation, because um, this, I, I would say that uh, that you should talk more uh, clear about when we are talking about, about conservation, is that uh, we have people together, and you we don't have the Brazil, uh, the Brazilian, the country, the situation, the economic situation, the, the, the culture, the economic culture. You don't have, you don't, we don't have the money to say you cannot fish here anymore and give them another alternative, right? And say, ah, we're gonna have you put a money or pocket and give you our training because people don't want to to do another uh, to to be a, uh, to have another work. Mm -hmm. They are culturally inside of the of the, of the fisher, fisheries is is complex it's a complex and i think that the word that that uh, it's um that maybe that maybe it's uh, not resume but that maybe represents what what we are talking we are trying to to, to do is it's a process Absolutely. And that's where I really appreciate your thoughtful and in-depth answer because it uh, it is not a simple black and white answer, no. this side or that side. It's very complex. There's lots of players in the game from the people to the animals to companies to governments. And it really is going to need, need to be a collaborative effort. And so me with my science background, I'm always promoting we need more we need more data i'm data driven we need more science to help answer some of these complex questions and that's why i just applaud what your team at causa is doing to keep count and actually record like you said birth rates death rates 
immigrations, all these things in and out, which are so key to understanding population dynamics, right? And I just think that there, my personal opinion, there's often not enough funding to support some of the basic science and, ans- and answering basic questions. Like you said, perhaps there, the population will be sustainable at this rate if there is only the, if we can reduce bycatch by this percent, but without the data and without the, uh, we would never know that. And without the funding, like um, from the Whitley award and things like that, the scientists and conservationists and experts like yourself can't do their job. And so I just, I really, uh, I really appreciate how you're going to help answer some of these questions and while of course fighting for the Lahiel bottlenose dolphin. I just, I think your, your work is just so inspirational and, and I have goosebumps thinking about it and talking with you today mm-hmm. and you've made it your, your life commitment to, uh, to conserve the bottlenose, the heels, bottlenose dolphins. Um, do you have any advice for someone that wants to work with marine mammals or we all know that our oceans are in deep trouble? You mentioned pollution earlier, things like this. Uh, what advice do you have for someone listening to the podcast that says, I, I want to be like Dr. Pedro? How can they do that? Uh, I, I think that's, um, be persistent. Never give up of your dreams. Never give up of uh, of your what you think that is uh, correct mm-hmm. for for the humanity. Um, be uh, be informed. Be aware of about what's going on around the globe and uh, what you have at hands about the knowledge and the scientific knowledge. Because if you if you dedicate your time study and to to and to be aware of what's going on outside i'm very very positive that uh, that you can you can go very very far and yeah. um, be persistent be persistent persistence and persistence and persistence the persistence is in in, in, in at least in brazil the persistence is more important than the intelligence I know very. Um, I know people that are very intelligent. They are not persistent in time, and they give up. Right. And the, con- the contribution was uh, for the, for the for the for the community was uh, was not uh, was not not so significant. So mm-hmm. be persistent. Yeah. No, I love that advice. I always when I went I went back to graduate school as a mature adult, if you will, for lack of better terms. And I definitely wasn't the smartest person in the room, but I, I had I had a big work ethic and I tried really hard and it, and it carried me to this day. And so I, to this day, I love learning and growing and persistence is really, really key. So I think that's amazing advice. And of course, so many people love dolphins. It's just, it's, they're, it's impossible not to love a dolphin, but I'm sure many of our listeners today perhaps have never heard of the Lahil bottlenose dolphin. And so what advice do you have or what should someone do if they specifically want to help protect the Lahil bottlenose dolphin? Um, support our organization. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Be, be part of the uh, interact with, uh, with our organization. 
mm-hmm. and and spread the the word that uh, the word that says that we need your help and you need people together. We are very open to to listen. We are very open to interact, and 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 I think that this is one of uh, our. Um, uh, one of the, the the characteristics that we have in our organization that's to listen people and to have people together we not we cannot do all this job alone we need your help your support so and we're open to to listen to you and and please come to us and and and, and be part of the process yes and i will put your website in our show notes uh but uh dr pedro and his team can be found at uh, Causa uh, mm-hmm. is the name of the nonprofit, and the website is www.causa, which is k a o s a dot org dot br. And once again, we'll link that to our show notes and on all of our social media. And uh, look for look for Pedro and his team on the website. And do you have other social media links um, on Facebook or Instagram? Uh, we have the we have the Brazilians. Uh, it's all in Portuguese, and, and this is something that we're gonna change because now we are internationally recognized, and so we should uh, cha- change and, and translate some. We have the um, the projeto projeto botos. I, uh-huh. I I need to check, and maybe not sure if I can pronounce and and, and spell uh, correctly. Uh, well, but, uh, no worries. I you can send me the link, and I will put it on our show notes as well uh, when we okay. link this when we link this interview. Uh, but I will also say, it, I mean, it, I checked out your website, and my Portuguese is very not good. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's um, like I, my English. <laughs> your English is fantastic. I no. mean, trust me. I uh, my port- I uh, when I would travel, my Spanish is mediocre at best. I can definitely understand and I can communicate what I need to. But when I was traveling in Brazil, uh, yes, my port- I thought that it would it would translate, and no, my Portuguese was it was frowned upon. It it was not good. But by looking at looking through your website last night, uh, I was teaching myself, reminding myself some of the words in Portuguese. Portuguese. So I think as we live in this global uh, community now, and it does take a village as as much as I would love to see it in English. And some, I'm sure some of our listeners would as well. I think it's good for us to be exposed to a little Portuguese and to learn more about the Brazilian culture and of course their language. So, uh, you know, it it takes two to tango, right? It's, uh, (laughs) it goes, it goes, it goes both ways. Um, but, but yes, we'll put all that on our show notes. And I, um, Dr. Pedro, I'm just so excited for you and your staff on uh, being the Whitley Award winners and continuing to support uh, the, the work that you're doing. It's just, it's just really incredible and important uh science that we need without it we can never policymakers will not change um local fishermen will not work with you if we don't have a lot of the data that your organization has collected and of course and like you said as you work now with the whitley fund to help uh work alongside the fishermen and not against them um and only it it, it's going to work if we all work together sure yes uh, well thank you very much for the opportunity um 
to 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 bring um, a piece of our work. I'm very 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 happy uh, with this opportunity and to be to be to have been awarded by the by the Whitley Foundation. Some uh, this changes everything for us, and this changes everything in the right time when we are changing our way to do conservation. And this is this is why uh, the Whitley it's uh, it's. Um, it's part of, of, of this project, I, I really believe. It's not an um, easy task, but it's, um, it's, uh, it's complex, but it will work. I really believe that uh, we can do it. Absolutely. And with conser conservation heroes like yourself, you are making waves. And to all the listeners out there, um, please, please share this interview. Ask your friends and family, hey, have you ever heard of La Heel's bottlenose dolphin? Did you know that they're in danger? There's only maybe 600 left. And um, Kauza and Dr. Pedro and his team are working to save them. So uh, definitely share this information and get the word out there. And if you can, of course, support um, any, any financial contributions um, to the Causa um, nonprofit would be, of course, really appreciated. And Dr. Prado, we will keep this conversation going. I want to hear uh, in the next six months to a year how it's going and, um, and what the fishermen are doing and thinking and if they're working more alongside you and, and of course, how those adorable uh, La Heels bottlenose dolphins are doing. Uh, I, I, want, I want baby pictures. <laughs> yes, I, sh I should say calves. I know dolphins are called calves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So please, uh, please share uh, share with me um, your social media, so I also I can and I I can feed you some pictures or um, whatever you need uh, pictures, uh, videos, and, and all medias that you are producing. And, and in contact because it's a pleasure to, to contribute to, to the podcast and, and to this very important issue that's the conservation of wildlife. And Absolutely. Thank you. Ciao. Thank you, Angie. Ciao. Bye-bye. <laughs>